the real question is, is it money or is it mindset? What do you need to prioritize? Welcome to The Underestimated Entrepreneur, where I talk about the many lessons, learnings, and tools that I've learned along my journey from being the private mindset and mental performance coach to rich listers, successful entrepreneurs, professional athletes, and more, all while running business and personal performance events for tens of thousands of people who want to get the best out of themselves and their lives. This is my way of helping more people to excel in life, build successful empires, and be the best that they can be. I hope you share and enjoy. Driven Mofos, welcome back to another episode of The Underestimated Entrepreneur. Huge shout out to all the crew who are jumping in to dominate. You guys are crushing it. Like last night was the most awesome call just to have so many people on there who are all crushing it, getting results and sharing it with everybody as well. Like it was so cool to hear the growth that you're already having. So shout out to all those who are listening who are part of my Dominate program. So thank you. All right, let's talk about money and mindset. So I got a a question come through last night, which is great. And what it was, was the question was around money or mindset. Now, to set the story for everybody else, young guy, 23, working in a job, wants to be financially independent, wants to be financially free, wants to be able to live a lifestyle, all of those types of things, like the usual story that most people have. Now, my suggestion was to work on your mindset. But he said, I don't understand how working on my mindset is going to help me to make more money. So I thought, well, let's use this as a case study for why mindset is always prioritized over money. So first things first, please understand that over the last, what, decade, I've worked with rich listers. I have personally coached some of the top executives and CEOs. We've had some of those people come to our events like Ryan Lim, who was the ex-head of Air Asia, the airlines. We've had Wayne, who was one of the founders and owners of Rising Sun Films. They do the digital animation for The Hobbit, the Spider-Man series, Marvel, all that sort of stuff. So they do all the digital animation. Now, you know, he was telling us at one of the events, I think per week, they have a million dollars per week just in staff wages. So, you know, there's some pretty cool stuff. Actually, they did some of the digital animation for the main scenes in Harry Potter as well. So we're talking like world-class individuals here. Then we have professional athletes come through from the South Australian Redbacks have been. Shane McDermott, who was the assistant coach of the Sri Lankan cricket team, who I spoke to the other day. And I said, how's everything going? He said, mate, I'm, I'm the assistant coach of Afghanistan cricket team. And I was like, man, you're crazy. You know, he was part of the Australian cricket team as well. I think in the coaching squad and all that sort of stuff. So like we get some really high level people come through. I've done work for Port Adelaide Cricket Club, the Redbacks as well. I have worked with a lot of people. And so I just want to set the frame there of all the different types of people that I've worked with. But we also get people coming to our events who have hit rock bottom. I've had phone calls late at night saying my friend's about to commit suicide. And I know that if he talks to anyone else, he's probably going to do it, but he needs to talk to you. And so I will get on the phone and talk to them. By the way, please don't fucking call me if you're going to do that, right? It's just that these people have been part of my community for a long time. They know who I am. They've got my private phone number, so they call me. But what my point is, is we have all different types of people. You've just got straight out of jail. We've had people do that. Then we have everybody else in between. We've had families come to Thrive Time with teenage kids. You know, we've had couples. We've had people that are about to get a divorce come to try and save their marriage. We've had people who have just got married and and want to enhance the quality of their marriage. And then we have everybody else, right? So we get all different types of people. And then we've got, shit, at my events, we get so many different types of business owners. It's just awesome. You know, there might be someone who just got out of jail sitting next to someone who's worth $50 million, right? Sitting next to each other and they don't know each other. So this is the cool thing about my events. 
So I'm talking from this perspective of experience. I'm not just talking about it because I read a fucking book, right? Most coaches right now are doing this. They read a couple of books. They read a Tony Robbins book, a Joe Dispenza book. They go and do an NLP course. They go and do some breathwork workshops, do some ice bath shit because it's cool and trendy at the moment and they buy a sauna and now they're the world's best coach, right? That's cool, right? They're helping people and I get that, but they're at the start of a journey. I've been doing this now for 19, almost 20 years and worked with tens of thousands of people. So this shit isn't just something that, you know, I woke up yesterday and I'm like, right, I need to start telling people what to do and how to live life. I'm like, I'm doing this because not only did this stuff change my life to the point now where I have a garage of supercars, I live in a beautiful house, I get to travel, I work with some of the world's top people. You know, I've had dinner before with Dr. Joe Dispenza and sat down with him and had a conversation. I've spoken on stages with him. Dr. John D. Martini is one of my close friends. He was in the movie The Secret when it first came out. Now, I remember watching that movie and watching The Secret when I was like 22, 23, watching that thinking, man, this stuff's cool. Like the inner world has to have an impact on the outer world. Now, I don't necessarily agree with everything in The Secret, but it made me understand the idea of how my inner thoughts shape the external world and, and reality. Dr. John D. Martini was on there. He was one of those people. Now he's a close friend of mine. So every time I go to Houston or something like that, I'll go to some of his workshops or I go and hang out with him and his daughters. So I get access to these people. Big Wes Watson as well. You know, I've been chatting with him quite a lot lately. I hang out with world-class people. So when I talk about this again, please understand that I'm not talking about this from a theory, from a book. I'm talking about this based on experience and my experience is fucking world-class. With this conversation, this young person's like, you know, I don't understand how working on my mindset is going to help us help me make money and also how to help me live this lifestyle. I'm stuck in a job. It's a job that, you know, I can only earn 120, 150K a year. How do I do this? So it's a really good question because most people like that. Well, first of all, let me get some stuff out of the way. Money is an exchange of value. Therefore, the amount of value that you give to the world and the amount of self-worth that you have is the amount of money that you get back. But it takes time to build your value in the world. So there are all these people who send me emails and are trying to shortcut shit. And I get them on Instagram where someone sends me a message and they're like, you can earn 10K a month doing e-commerce. And I'm like, get fucked. Because what's happening is the only way that those people make money is that they go out, they try to teach everyone else how to do e-commerce because they read a book or they did a course. And now they created a course on how to do e-commerce, but they've never actually done it. A lot of people out there have not built multi-million dollar e-commerce businesses. They might have built a $10,000 e-commerce business, but now they're going out teaching people how to create a million-dollar e-commerce business. But what they've done is they've earned a million dollars teaching people how to build an e-commerce business, but they've never built a million-dollar e-commerce business. They just do it because they're teaching people how to do it, right? They're everywhere. Now, I've been in the industry for 20 years. The last 13 years or whatever I've been in mindset coaching, I've seen so many people who do that come and go. There are thousands of them. And then I see people in the personal development space where they read a couple of books, they do a couple of courses. Like I said, they do the ice baths and all that shit. And now they're a coach. And so they get into the coaching industry and they think this is going to be easy. And they tell their friends and family in the next second, they got a coaching business. That's cool, right? They're out there helping people. But then what happens is they go out and they start teaching people all these things. And because of that, they get a couple of easy wins on the board. So they make $5,000 here, $5,000 there. And they go, shit, I'm making more money than what I would working for somebody. So they quit their job because they made $20,000 in their first month. But the problem is that they don't know how to market. They don't know how to sell. They just marketed to the people that they have in their audience already. The challenge becomes, how do you keep doing that month on month on month and get the growth? 
So then what happens is they absorb all of their friends and family and everyone in their networks into their coaching business. And now they don't have any more clients. They don't have any more people to sell these offers to. So then what they do is they go, shit, I need a market. So then they create an Instagram page and it says, world's best coach. And then they go out and they're like, you need to learn all these things. And so they start projecting onto people through their own insecurities that everyone has to do these things because they need to make money. Really, that's what's happening. Now, I was talking to a young guy yesterday as well, another young guy. And he came to me and he was like, I've got a marketing agency and yada, yada, yada. So he goes through telling me about his marketing agency. I looked at his Instagram page. He had like 600 followers. His videos were shit. They didn't really have any substance. They, you could literally tell that they were written with chat GPT and he was almost reading off of a script. And then he's telling me how he can help me build my business. That's the world that we live in, right? And we got to be careful of that. Now, I pulled him up on it straight away and I said, look, dude, don't sell something you haven't done. If you haven't done it, don't sell it. Go and teach people how to do what you've done. Now, if you've started an agency, teach people how to start an agency, but then document your journey of building your agency. So go to people and instead of coming to me and saying, I can help you build your business, which is already a seven figure plus company, instead of coming to someone like me and saying, hey, we can help you grow your business. Say, hey, I'm a new guy who's just starting out. I would love to have an opportunity to work with you because now I know, like when I looked at that straight away, I'm like, I'm never going to pay this guy because why would I pay him? He's essentially using my company and my money as trial and error. Now, what will happen is as he's learning, he's going to make a lot of mistakes. Those mistakes are going to cost me a lot of money. Now, if he came to me and he said, look, I just need to try shit out, I'd be like, yeah, cool. I'm happy to give you an opportunity, but I'm not going to pay you well because you are going to make a lot of mistakes and you're going to fuck up a lot of shit and it's going to cost me money. The same as employees, right? Employees, if you're hiring someone brand new into the industry, they're going to fuck up and make a lot of mistakes, right? That's why in Australia, we have something called apprentices. When you hire a first-year apprentice to come and work in a company, they are going to make a lot of mistakes. They are very green. They take time to learn shit. They need a lot of nurturing. You need to explain the same thing to them 50 times. That's why they get paid such a low wage because they're learning and they're developing the skills. They're working to learn. They're not working to earn. Whereas when you come out of the trade and now you know your industry, you know how to do stuff, now you become highly valuable. When you've been in the industry for 20 years, you know how to do something so quick, so fast. You've already seen the same problem a hundred times. So you fix it quick. And that's why people who come to me and they say things like, yeah, but I, I've, I've got friends who are coaches. And I'm like, cool, go use them. Normally the common objection that I get from some people is they'll say things like, man, you're pretty expensive. And I'm like, okay. And they go, I've got a friend who does this sort of stuff. You know, they do the ice baths and the mindset stuff and they're a mindset coach. And I'm like, cool, go to them then. The difference is I've got 20 years of experience. So what will happen is by the time you come to me and you start talking, by even just talking to me, I already know your problems. I can literally problem solve people's problems in about a three minute conversation. And if you've ever done my Thrive Time event, you'll see this where we get complex cases like family members have committed suicide. We get people who have been sexually abused or rape cases. I get suicide cases. All of those types of people come to my events. And I don't even break a sweat. I stay calm. I help them work through it. We chip away at it and bang, it's done. Some people say things like this. I've been working on this shit for 30 years. And you're the first person who broke that pattern. Why? Because I've done the work. When you've worked with tens of thousands of people, there are common patterns. So when someone starts talking, I'm already listening to their language, unpacking their value structure, unpacking their mental and emotional imbalances that are going on inside their own mind. You know, I've spent millions of dollars on study, so I understand psychological imbalances, emotional imbalances, why people trigger behaviors. 
You know, I've studied a lot of stuff like neuroscience, psychology, chemistry, biology, quantum theory. Now, am I an expert? Am I a neuroscientist? No. But have I studied enough to know how the brain structure works? And the answer is yes. Have I studied psychology enough to understand the common patterns, the behaviors, all of that sort of stuff, the triggers, everything? Yeah. Am I a psychologist? No, because that was never my intention. My intention wasn't to have a label. My intention was to be the world's best coach who can help people crack patterns quick because I believe that everybody is born for greatness. So that's what I learned. That's why I go and study this stuff. Are you ready to raise your standards, achieve more and stay accountable like never before? My brand new Dominate program is designed to give you year-round accountability and keep you consistently winning. Inside, you'll get epic trainings in mindset, wealth, health, and relationships, plus weekly group coaching calls to combat inconsistency and to stop you falling off the bandwagon. No more trial and error, no more going through the motions, no more feeling unfulfilled at the end of your year. Just a chance to be your best, do your best, and to dominate. No locking contracts, cancel anytime. Join now via the link in the description or at michaelmojo.com. Some people value time. Some people value price. And so I don't give a shit about people who value price. I care about people who value time. The same reason why I go to coaches and mentors and why some of my mentors I pay anywhere between you know, $500 to $1,000 an hour. Some of them I pay more than that. Some of them I pay $2,000 an hour for their private coaching. Sometimes it's even more. Sometimes I got to buy a block for, you know, one of the new coaches that I'm just about to hire. I think they're about $80,000 Australian per year. But my point is, is that by hiring these people, they shortcut everything for me because they go, here's all the mistakes that I've made. Here's how I learn faster. This is how you get through it quicker. And so it helps me to do things faster. And the more money I make, the more I invest in coaches because I can compress a year, two years, five years, 10 years worth of knowledge into an hour. Yesterday, I was working with a client and same thing. They had a pattern of behavior that they'd been going through their whole entire life, which we broke in about the first 15 minutes. Now, I can't always do that. Sometimes they're a bit more complex, but that's what they pay for. So anyway, my point is mindset or money. When I go back and I look at what money is, it's the exchange of value. So first of all, if you don't value yourself, the chances of number one, you making money is very low. Number two, the chances of you making money and retaining it is low. I watch a lot of people who come in, they will make money in a certain industry, but because they have low self-worth, because they have low self-esteem, because they have low confidence, they have to buy their confidence, their self-esteem and their self-worth. And the way that they do that is by buying depreciating shit. So when I see someone who they make their first Two hundred or $100,000 in business and they go and buy a supercar, they're doing that because they have low self-worth. No person with high self-worth goes and does that because it is silly, right? Now, yeah, I have supercars. I'm not saying that you shouldn't buy one, right? It's up to you, but you need to be buying it for the right reason, not to try and impress others because people like it and people don't like it. So it doesn't really fucking matter. So the thing is, is that when you have low self-worth, you go and buy shit because you want other people to love you, care about you, appreciate you, respect you, and you're trying to buy validation. My question to anybody out there is if you want to get ahead financially and you need external validation, are you more likely to go and buy investments or are you more likely to go and buy liabilities that impress other people? I see people who earn you know, $60,000 a year walking around with a $5,000 Louis Vuitton handbag and I'm like, you're fucking dumb. That is the dumbest shit ever. But they do it because they want the external validation. They go, yeah, but I want a nice handbag. You don't want a nice handbag. You want to impress others. That's why you do it. Now, if you're making 150K, 200K, 300K, 400K, and you're buying something for yourself because you've hit targets and stuff like that, 
go ahead and do it. I know so many young girls out there who blow five, six thousand dollars on a Louis Vuitton handbag just to impress their friends, just to look like they're making it. Jess was saying to me the other week, her hairdresser has a client who is 21 or 22 and said that she spends something like, I think a thousand dollars a month on her beauty or whatever. And then she goes and gets all of her hair done and whatever. And it costs her like six, 700 bucks a pop. So that's like 1600 bucks just on looking a certain way. And then the hairdresser was saying like, she's all decked out and all like the designer clothes and all that sort of stuff, right? If you're earning 60, $70,000 a year and you're decked out in designer clothes, you're fucking broke and looking for validation. And normally if you're broke, you're broken, right? Because people who have self-validation don't prioritize that. They prioritize other stuff. I'm not telling people how to live, by the way. You can do whatever you want. But I'm just saying that if you want to get ahead financially, that's not the way to do it. So making money is one thing. Keeping money and growing it is another thing. I've become very good at keeping money and growing money. Okay. Now, when I was younger, I didn't. I used to make money and go and spend it. Right. I'd go and buy expensive cars and shit like that. When I was like 21, around about 21, I bought a couple of year old WH Statesman Holden Caprice here in Australia, put big rims on it, lowered it, put a big sound system in it, big subwoofers and all that shit. But literally, I used to live like the brokest person on the planet. I was broke. I could hardly even put fuel in the car. But when I would rock up everywhere, I thought I was the coolest shit ever because I'd rock up and people would be like, man, your car's sick. And I'm like, oh, validated. I feel good about myself. And then the whole rest of my week, I'm like, fuck, I'm broke. I can't even pay bills. I can't even afford to get my mobile phone bill paid. I'm like, I got to borrow money off people. I'm putting shit on credit. Like, man, I was so stupid back then, but I was young and stupid, right? I just didn't know any better. And that's why I'm trying to help younger people these days to not do that. And even people who are older as well. That's why mindset always comes before money, because if you don't have the right mindset, you won't make the money or you won't keep the money. I've also seen people who are those scammer types back when Bitcoin was around. And I've got a couple of live examples of people that I know from around the place. They're all right guys, but again, they're needy. And because they are needy, they're mentally and emotionally needy. They always feel like they never have enough. So to them, money is their validation. And I remember them, one of them's in e-commerce, the other one's in marketing. They came to me and they said, hey, we're starting up this coin. You should get involved. You know, we're going to make all this money and blah, 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 blah. I invested in Bitcoin when it was like 1500 bucks a coin. And I got in, I made money, and then I got out. I had Bitcoin, Litecoin, and Ethereum. And so I had easily doubled my money. If I kept it, yeah, I probably would have made millions. But the thing is, I have a philosophy. You can never go broke making money. So if you're always making money and always getting ahead financially, then you can't go broke. What most people do is they try to get rich quick. But when they get rich quick, they think that they're always going to get rich in that same way. And markets are volatile. Things fluctuate. Stuff goes up. Stuff goes down. And because of that, when the market drops, they lose everything. And so that's what happened with a lot of these Bitcoin people. I saw people selling their houses when Bitcoin was like almost at its peak and they were putting all their money into Bitcoin thinking that it was going to go to like a million dollars a coin. And now they've lost their house. They can't get their rent because they were used to putting their money into a market that was going up all the time. And so they can sell off a little bit of their coins and pay their mortgage and all that shit. But that's because every week they were getting 10% or 5% or 3% on whatever that invested. When the market drops, and they're getting negative 10%, negative 15%, they're going backwards and losing their money, which is their mortgage. So before they had a house and a mortgage, now they've got no house and they're paying off debt or that money is, is now less than what they had. So that's just stupidity, right? It's a mindset pattern. It's not a money pattern. They did the right thing at the wrong time in the wrong way because of their mindset. It's always a mindset pattern first. Mindset always comes before everything, 
right? If you don't have the right mindset and you try to lose weight, you might lose weight for a little bit, but you'll regain it because you never developed the mindset. If you develop the mindset and the habits, you'll win. And so with money, I just keep focusing on the mindset and the habits. Every year, I just get wealthier and wealthier and wealthier. I'm smart enough to realize that money's a long-term game. It's not a short-term game. I think long-term. And by the way, I'm not needy with money. Like I had a guy the other day message me on Instagram. And he's like, dude, you push pretty hard. And I said, yeah, because you're not doing anything. You're sitting on the fence and you've got all these problems and you're not changing. And he's like, you obviously don't give a shit about getting sales. And I said, mate, I care more about results than I do sales. If you think that you spending $47 per month on my Dominate program, $47 US per month on my Dominate program and me losing you as a client is gonna make me lose sleep at night, you're fucking delusional. And I said, the only thing I give a shit about is you getting results. So either you're gonna step up or you're gonna keep sitting on the fence. I'm not gonna let you sit on the fence when you're in my community. Either fucking do something or go somewhere else. It's that simple right? My community has to move. I want you to all get results. If you follow me for two or three years and you haven't done anything and you're still in the same position, I will fucking hammer you when I talk to you. And when I say hammer you, I will give you a harsh talking to because you're not doing shit with your life and nothing's changing. And so I let people know that because you have to make different decisions. Now, some people like that, and for some people, it's a wake-up call. They're like, shit, no one's ever said that to me in that stern way. And you're right, I'm not doing anything. And you're correct, I have to do something different. I'm like, cool, come to one of my events, get your shit together, get your mindset right, and let's start operating on a change. Let's make it work. Because if I don't do that, you're going to be like 65 and retired and fucked, and you're going to have no money, and your life is going to be shit, and you wasted your whole entire life. I know that because I watch my grandparents do that. I will not let you do that in my community. I will not let you destroy your life because of your own fears, your worries, your own concerns, and your need for validation or your low self-worth issues. I will not let you do that, right? Because I watched my grandpa, before he passed away, cry that he never got to live the life that he wanted to live because he always waited for something in the future to make a change. He always waited for it. That's why I'm so hard on people. Because I never, ever want you to get to that position. I never want you to have your family witness shit like that in your life. I don't want you to be the catalyst of your family witnessing you waste your life because you're so fucking scared that you can't make a decision and get your shit together. The reason why you have to work on your mindset is because if not, you'll fall into these patterns. So these young guys come to me that I know and they go, hey, we got this coin. We're going to set up this thing. There's, we're going to make all this money like everyone's launching these coins. And I said, cool, what's the deal with the coin? And they're like, we're going to set up a club and people get access to the club. And we're going to do all this shit. And I was like, oh, okay. And they're going, yeah, you know, you don't have to invest much, but like all these people making millions of dollars. And I'm going, oh, oh man. Because when you do stuff like that, you're chasing the quick win. And when you chase the quick win, it normally doesn't end well. I mean, if you think about it, people chase quick highs and they're normally drug addicts. People who try to get rid of their pain quickly do it through alcohol they're normally alcoholics. So chasing quick wins very rarely works out well long-term. It might give you immediate gratification and you might feel better in the moment, but it very rarely lasts. But also every dipshit convinces themselves that it's going to be different and they're going to be different. That's why every dumb motherfucker that goes to the gym that does a 12-week challenge, they walk into the gym and they go, yeah, but what I'm going to do is I'm going to, after the challenge, I'm going to create good habits. I'm only just doing it for 12 weeks and I'm going to cut really, really hard. And then when I lose all the weight, I'm going to change the way that I operate and my habits and all that sort of stuff. And I'll be a different person. The habits that you create is rapid weight loss and fast results. That's a pattern you're going to reinforce. This is why something like 96% of people, whatever, 98% of people, whatever, who lose weight rapidly regain it back, except now their metabolism is more fucked and they lost muscle. So they're going to put it back on quicker and it's going to be harder next time. 
but they convince themselves that it's not. All stupid people convince themselves that it's going to be different and they're going to be different. It's not. Right? Not when you've worked with tens of thousands of people. Very rarely does it change. Habits and different thinking over a long period of time get results. But people don't want to spend the time. They want to get quick results. Like this dude here who's 23, 24, wants to get quick results, wants to get out of his chaos, wants to make money, wants to be financially free because he's watching people on Instagram show this crazy fucking lifestyle that he knows nothing about. You know, the majority of those people are broke. Right, I know people that travel all around the world and post it on Instagram. They look like they're loving life. They're broke as shit. They stay in backpackers, but they go to the day during a beach club and they go take all these photos and it looks like they're at this beautiful, luxurious beach club, but they're staying in a fucking backpackers. When you live my lifestyle, I go and stay at the beach club because I got the cash, right? That's the world that we live in. And so a lot of young people just insecure. They want to get somewhere quick. They think that the game of life is fast wins and then they think they're going to change when they get the results. Like, oh yeah, but it's going to be different. It's not, that's just stupidity, that's immaturity. So anyway, these guys start the coin, they get all these investors, which are their friends, their family, all of that stuff, and they chuck it in. And at the same time, what they didn't tell me was that they bought on this other guy who was like this crypto genius guy, and he was helping them build the coin and put everything together. You know what happened? They launched the coin, the coin went up, they were all posting on social media about how great this coin's gonna be, how fucking amazing everything is, how they like, you know, they're almost tripling their money on a daily basis. So like, oh, you know, I put in 50 grand and now it's worth like 250 grand. Holy shit, we're worth half a million dollars. And so all these other people that are watching them online are throwing in all this cash. Anyway, the crypto dude does a rug pull, which means he sells all of his shit and gets out. And so he gets out with millions of dollars. And all of a sudden, people start to realize that. And so they all start selling and the price just drops, 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 drops. And then bang, the coin's gone. The majority of people lost their money. The majority of people lost all of their money. Imagine that you are so excited, but also so ignorant that you try to do something in such a quick way that you convince your friends and your family that you're doing the right thing. And then the next second, they lose their money because of you. How are you going to feel after that? Now, I was lucky that I didn't put my money in there because I could see what was happening. I'd seen it before. I played the game for long enough. I'm smarter than most fucking people, which is why I have what I have and live the lifestyle that I have. And they did a rug pull. And then after that, these guys just shut up about it. Like they just went completely fucking silent. They never spoke about it. No one's ever heard about it. They never apologized. And then they just behaved like nothing ever happened. Like they didn't lose, you know, probably millions of dollars of friends and family and all their followers online. They act like it never happened, right? And celebrities did this shit as well because they got caught up in this stupid crypto craze because most of them are dumb as shit. They're dumb as shit because they earn money through their work, but they don't know about investments. They don't know all these strategies. So they get into this shit. If you haven't watched, I think it's called CryptoCon, which is on Netflix. If you haven't watched that, watch it because those guys were just such scammers. And in fact, I was actually hit up about that scam. So I got people chasing me on LinkedIn and contacting me saying, hey, you've got to get involved in this thing. We're creating this new card, yada, yada, yada. You'll be able to use your Visa card and just it will be directly attached to your crypto account. So you can just go out and spend your crypto on a credit card. And so the first thing that I did, because I'm smart, I went straight onto their website. I had a look, I read through it. I was like, this sounds too good to be true. I'm going to keep looking into it. Then what I found was that their head office was in Dubai and Singapore. Now, Singapore is a tax haven and Dubai, you can get away with a lot of shit there, especially in, in financially. And I'm like, that sounds a bit dodgy because these are US-based guys. So if you're an Australian or you're US-based, why would you not be based in Australia in the US? Why? because the laws are different in other countries. So if you base your company in Dubai and you're in the financial markets, you don't have to go through the same financial structures of US and Australian companies. In Australia, 
they have ATSIC and some of those other things. Now, scams still happen in Australia, but you normally have to jump through hoops or they get it wiped out. It can take them a little bit of time to do that, but you can essentially go to jail if you run these scams. When you go to countries like Dubai and Singapore, they have different laws, and so you can get away with shit, some of the European countries and whatever. So that rang alarm bells straight in my head, and I was like, oh, this seems weird. Then I went to their LinkedIn accounts, their individual personal profiles, and I had a look, and their profiles weren't filled out correctly, and I was like, this is a fucking scam. They've set up fake LinkedIn accounts. They've set up fake websites. They're running out of Dubai and Singapore, which normally means that they're trying to flush money or something like that because I've seen it before. So I never invested in that company. Then when this movie came out, I'd forgotten all about it. It was like two or three years ago, maybe even longer. And then when the movie came out, I watched it and halfway through it, I was like, shit, Jess, these were the guys who hit me up years ago about investing in their company. And she's like, really? And I said, yeah, 100%. Remember I told you about this? And she's like, shit. So there's a whole thing. These guys you know, lost people tens, if not hundreds of millions of dollars right by this scam. And when you watch the movie, the dude who runs it's a piece of shit. He was scamming people from a teenager. He was selling drugs. Then from drugs, he ratted on his best friend and his best friend went to jail when he stayed out. Then he started running these other scams. And every time he got busted, he would rat everybody out and he would get away with it. And he did exactly the same thing in this crypto case where he ratted everybody out. So the dude's a rat and a scammer. When you watch him, he doesn't even know he's a psychopath, right? He has no emotion about it. He's like, yeah, man, they, well, they put their money in like it's their fault. My point is, is, is it mindset or is it money first? Mindset always comes before money, always, because money is an exchange of value. Therefore, first of all, if you do not value yourself, you will never ask for what you're worth. This is the end of part one of this four-part series. Make sure to join me back here on the next episode of The Underestimated Entrepreneur.